Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Callum. And one of us is bored. This week, we're discussing Onward. In times of old, the world was full of wonder and magic. But times change. Morning, Mom! Hey, birthday boy! By the laws of yore, I must dub thee a man today. Kneel before me. That's okay. I have a gift from your dad. He just said to give you this when you were both over 16. <gasps> no way! It's a wizard staff! Dad was a wizard! What? Your dad was an accountant! This spell brings him back. For one whole day, Dad will be back. What? Back like back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm gonna meet Dad. Oh, feet! It's getting harder to hold! Ah, he's just legs! I definitely remember Right, so Onward. Onward is set in a suburban fantasy world and the film follows two elf brothers who set out on a quest to find an artifact that will temporarily bring back their dead father. So in a sentence that's Onward. Uh, This was released in February last year just before the Covid pandemic hit which is I don't. Onward's a really weird film because I don't know about you, but I don't really see that many people talking about this. Generally, like in the kind of grand scheme of Pixar films, Onward. I know it's a more recent one, but it does seem to be one that's been generally kind of overlooked. And I have to think that it was kind of the timing of its release that contributes to that. Yeah, it's been done so dirty. I honestly, this is not. An, I. I didn't even know it was like an RPG kind of thing. I had no idea. This is going to sound weird, but I kind of assumed it was like flushed away. If you, I don't know how to do I just assumed it I don't know <laughs> I just like associate it with flushed away and I was like ah it's shite but it's been done so dirty it was it was released like early March I mean it came out in a film festival in Feb but like early March yeah like I haven't seen flushed away but that's something we should add to the list by the way because I haven't um, either but I, I just assume it's shite I bet you it's great as well, as well now <laughs> <laughs> add it to the list we'll need to watch that at some I point will. just for for the giggles um, but yeah, no, you're right. I um, it quiet it as far as I'm aware, it got quietly added to Disney Plus at some point last year because I watched it. In October. fact, it might have been if it was on. It was in October because I watched it on the on the day it got released. Um, I remember, and that was the only reason I did that was because there was like a heavy Facebook advertising campaign um, on the Disney Plus pages, being like onwards coming to Disney Plus, and it was weird because. I guess, um, well, COVID had a big part in that, but I assumed that um, I'd, I'd seen kind of bits and pieces about Onward being talked about prior to that, but I just assumed it was a film that was coming soon. And so this kind of went in the vein, for me at least, of films that kind of just got released straight to Disney Plus instead of going to the cinema, or that was my perception of it at least. And then it turns out, no, it did actually get a cinema release. It just kind of flopped because of the timing, yeah. which is it's a bit of a shame. It deserves way better than what it's got. I hope that when this is all over, I say it's all over, I hope next week even, because that's when stuff opens back up here, cinemas open back up next week, um, I hope it gets a re-release because it does genuinely deserve it. I would pay to watch it in a cinema. Yeah, I I would as well. Like this is, the, um, this is the second time that I've watched it through and I kind of, I liked it for different reasons the second time. Like the, the first time, I kind of just took it for what it was and then the second time I got a bit more kind of involved with the kind of the relationship between the two brothers and then the role that the mum plays within it as well and I appreciate a lot of the side characters a little bit more um like the the manticore I love the manticore Um, yeah I know like I for some reason the first time I watched it like I didn't pay an awful lot of attention to her but like she like she kind of makes a a lot of the scenes in this and Mm -hmm. um yeah no it's it's a really nice kind of mix of ideas as well like the way that it opens uh the film kind of describes that you know in in days gone by magic was commonplace and essentially magic got replaced by science and so people stopped using magic and started going towards 
you know electricity because it was easier to use and so people kind of lost their abilities to 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 do magic which is quite funny in a world where you've got you know unicorns and pixies flying around and all these like fantastical creatures they're all <laughs> getting excited about using you know light, light bulb. bulbs and then they're all, <laughs> you know they're learning to drive in cars and stuff and it's a very for it being in a fantasy setting it's very you know human in its um portrayal and just it's it could be just any city like they could be human characters for all intents and purposes like i don't necessarily know that them being mythical creatures necessarily adds to it in any way like i want part of me wonders if this story could be as good if all of the characters were just you know regular human beings no i think you need the manticore to be manticore because the point is they've lost their specialness oh no the the manticore but oh, you mean I, the main two because like the main two is like they're elves I'm, so elves are meant to be magic yeah yeah i think i think it's kind of how, how do i put this well basically just because they're doing stuff like going to school and they have the police and the law enforce and law enforcement enforcement <laughs> <laughs> and uh there's just all these little kind of things that don't necessarily need to be mythical like they are because it fits within the 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 framework of the story but i don't know that the story necessarily needed all yeah, of the I characters to be i don't think it's for the story even i think it's just it sets the tone like i love the t- see if i'd known that this was like a fantasy modern fantasy thing i would have watched it way before now but for some reason that entirely bypassed me which is weird because looking at the poster, I, I've not, I don't think I've seen a single poster for this, a single Facebook post, a single anything for this. I think the only times that we mentioned was with you. I didn't even know what's coming out. Like Soul got way more promo than this. I think if they'd released a Wii RPG game on your mobile, that would have marketed this better than what they've done. Because I, it's, I just don't understand how this is the sort of thing I would watch. Because I love the that. Yeah, so the, the poster that I remember for this being released was it was just the two the two brothers together and the younger one looking kind of worried and the older mm-hmm. one looking kind of just smugs the wrong word but just sort of like overly pleased with himself and the it didn't really give a lot away honestly. So like um just just looking at that kind of image in itself you've got two blue characters and and what Exactly. In my one, there's like, like a you... car, a manticore, the mum. The you can see the stepdad, but he's not got like his back, so you can't see that he's a centaur. You have got the unicorn, and then you've got some of the locations. It's quite a nice poster actually, but I've, I've just I've never seen it before. Yeah, I think I don't know if that was a, a maybe a, a US poster or a later one or 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 what yeah, exactly. It's just the but... one on the wiki page that I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see that as well, and like I just that shows a little bit more than the one that i'd seen previously and it's sort of you know better marketed there for whatever reason i don't know if it was a uk poster that i saw or if it was just like a blender whatever it was but it just didn't necessarily sell it to me on that basis it was kind of should be doing really well though because skyrim sold out like elder scrolls games do really well so this kind of genre does have a big base so it's just mind-boggling that they've not marketed it properly it does and this kind of because the older brother especially like he's playing what's D&D. essentially D and and D and even i said D and that's me I thinking dumfries and galloway because it worked D and he's playing dumfries and galloway <laughs> and but like that that in itself has gone through a kind of revival in recent years like it's no longer something to be ashamed of like it's something that you know I was about to say regular people play, which is kind of like low-key rude, but like it is like it's it's not, it is. That's what I'm trying to say. It's mainstream. It's not something that people do. It's not a shame-based activity. It's, it's mainstream. So the fact that you've got a a main character essentially playing that, and then the film is itself kind of an extended Dungeons and Dragons type campaign or any fantasy kind of, Mm you know film like that there is there's there is a huge audience out there for this like both kind of older and younger and yet no one i know has talked about this at all so i think it shows you the problem with pixar and disney in general they're very reliant on word of mouth i think that's the same Mm. for like inside out i wouldn't have seen 
if I hadn't worked at a cinema because there was like no promo really it was just word of mouth same well, with I wonder um, if they're Eddie. also yeah sorry I was just no. gonna say I wonder if they're also relying on the fact that it's Pixar that's involved with it because Pixar's put out so many highly regarded films and short films there's an element of well it's got Pixar's name on it this will be this will do we don't need to do the work maybe yeah. um and that works we know an that extent. that's not as yeah we know that that's not always true but I wonder if there is an element of that yeah um, but it's just they didn't anticipate COVID happening and the problem is yeah there's a Pixar thing but I do think you need people to recommend to people to see it and you also need the kids to watch it more than once in the cinema because most Pixar films are watched multiple times by families mm-hmm. like all kids films are so just it's just such a shame though because I mean even at the Oscars I was like oh yeah soul deserved it you know but then I'm like mm. but did it though you know did it because I actually think I prefer Onward to Soul just in terms yeah, of watching I a f- movie I probably agree honestly like I really like Soul but I prefer I like the Onward soul. and but yeah. I don't know I, you know what's funny? I think I love the theme so much and the story, uh, not the story, sorry, the message and the barber's message. Um, I think it made me think I liked the film more than I did, but I've never I've never gone back to, to watch that again. Whereas this one, I'm already like, okay, I'll, I'll watch this again. Maybe. Because it, oh God, we'll get to that later. But. Right. <laughs> um, Shall we just start kind of having a little look at the plot then and kind of working our... Okay. our way through so i mean just kind of um establishing where the story goes uh you've got uh i guess the protagonist the main protagonist ian who's having his 16th birthday and he's kind of depicted as lacking in, in confidence quite reserved but also wanting to kind of you know be a brand new version of himself and put himself out there at school and this. Oh god, and... he's so such an accurate teenager, isn't he? I, I remember doing that. I was like, I'm going to reinvent myself today, and I'd buy new yeah. clothes and be like, I'm different, and then you'd revert back to your normal self a week later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trying trying new things is really really scary because it's funny. Like simultaneously, people do want to be new versions of themselves, if even if that means like you know wearing something you wouldn't normally wear. And then you get self-conscious about that and think, oh, actually, no, you don't. And then you kind of revert back to whatever it was you I were doing before. I just got lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't be arse wearing nice stuff all the time. Just give me back no. my joggies. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. But um, I, I think you're right, though. This does kind of depict, I guess, what it's like to be a teenager quite well in that respect. I would say, though, um, Ian actually he's not kind of a hopeless case which is kind of interesting because i think a lot of films that start off with a character like this they are kind of hopeless a little bit and they have to improve in order to you know get the friends at the end or to get people to like them or whatever and but as we can see here he was actually doing okay himself but it was his brother coming along and being a total cringe that kind of made the situation awkward like when he's inviting people to his birthday party and they were actually kind of up for it. And then his brother comes along in the car and does the yieldy talk because apparently that's all he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope she doesn't listen to this, but the brother, Barley, um, <laughs> reminds me of my sister's first boyfriend, which <laughs> is, is something I really struggle with when watching this, I have to say, because he um, was very loud and very kind of aggressively in your face and thought he was hilarious but really wasn't and was also into a lot of the kind of like fantasy um onward you steed type stuff and it was just like i'm getting kind of like ptsd flashbacks (laughs) to that so i felt I don't know, maybe maybe it's a bit unfair to, you know, be like, Barley kind of ruins everything. Although it is implied that he's a, he's a fuck-up, but um, a screw-up. I see, I prefer him swear. to Ian. I found Ian kind of annoying. <laughs> I was like... See, I prefer Ian, but like, well, nah, yeah, I was just like, interesting. Uh, whiny Tom Holland. Okay. Wow. At least yeah. you have someone there. Like, that's what I like. It does kind of, like, it's not like they stay like that forever. It does progress. Yeah. The reason he is managing um, is because he's had that figure there for him and he realizes that at the end. Like cuz he's helped raise him. Yeah, the so the pair of them uh their father died um 
just before Ian was born. So Ian's never known his dad, whereas uh, Barley has a few memories of him, um, but not really anything that concrete that you can hold on to. It's just kind of like small interactions and nothing really substantial. But Ian has a bigger chip in his shoulder about it than anyone else. Even though Barley's the one who's had to like actually go through the loss. Yeah, I mean, I I don't necessarily know that it's. I'd I'd just say it's a chip on his shoulder because I think it it's got to be hard, growing up with only one parent, especially if it's a, it's not a case of you know oh dad left like it's like no dad died and that is quite unfair. But, you know, life's unfair. Yeah, so no, but, like, the chip in his shoulder, not in regards to the world, but, like, and he does seem to think he's got it worse than his brother. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true. I think it is worse to have had and lost than to never had. Yeah, uh, I mean, that probably... Grief, I don't know. Maybe not. It probably would explain why Barley's, like, so kind of chipper all the time. Like, maybe mm-hmm. he's just trying to get by or whatever. Or maybe he's just trying to be that positive older influence for Ian because he's obviously... I mean, towards the end, um, well, actually, let's just quickly, so what happens on Ian's 16th birthday, uh, his mum hands both Ian and Barley a, a parcel that their dad had left for them and, you know, instructed for them not to receive until they were at least 16. Um, so they open it up and it turns out to be a kind of a staff. Um, and Barley, uh, I, I think this is part of the reason that I don't like Barley like he's he's very enthusiastic and he's quite up for helping but he's also um a bit too I guess I get the impression that you know I, they're going on this whole quest and stuff but I get the impression the whole way through that he wishes it was him that was the protagonist and I get the impression that you know like he's he's kind of relegated to sidekick almost um, not See, not in dis- terms of the way the film's portrayed, but yeah. just in terms of his role within the whole I thing. I actually I disagree with that. I think the whole charm of him is the fact that he isn't resentful. The fact that his brother got the power, even though he knows all the lore and he's really into it. Like it would be very easy oh, y- if you enjoyed a thing that much and you and your brother got like all the power to be really good at the thing in real life. You'd be like, normally you'd be gutted, but this guy's like, oh yeah, my brother's a mage. But yeah, they, anyway, he, you forgot to mention so they. They get given a spell to resurrect their dad for a day, and it's only a day. But mm. Ian is doing the spell, but he's not got the confidence, or he, he gets freaked out by the magic because he's just learned he's you know he can do it. Mm. And then Barley goes to help, but Ian doesn't. Ian thinks Barley's a fuck up at this point, anyway. Mm. Um, so he doesn't trust him to help, and that comes back later where he does trust him and blah blah blah, and then they can do the spell. Um. I was just gonna say, well, there, there's a few like low key messages in that. Like, there's obviously like the messages of, kind of, you know, the importance of not necessarily. It's fam. There's family messages, and it's like you know, your father figure doesn't necessarily have to be your dad or whatever. It can mm-hmm. be your older brother or whatever, and that's kind of in its face. But there's also you know other messages as well in there, like the the whole like you need to let people try and fail so that they can succeed. And I think that's what Barley doesn't do is like he's constantly kind of. Not in a bad way, but he's constantly nitpicking. Like, raise your elbows up, stand like this, do this. He doesn't but let see, Ian kind of get on with it. Yeah, like, but Ian doesn't I, have I know the confidence because, to get on with it, though. I know, I know, but like, there's still an element of you need to let people work that for themselves. But he also he, doesn't at know. First, like, you need to let people know what to do because he's he he's never he's never played the D and D game. He had no interest. Whereas this guy has all I, the knowledge of it. So why wouldn't you listen I to the person so. that has all the knowledge? I mean, hypothetically, though, like. I think this is in, you being biased because you like Ian more. <laughs> no, in a in another plot though, like in a in a slightly amended plot, let's just hypothetically say Barley's not into his whatever like his Dungeons and Dragons ripoff. I can't remember what the game's called in the in the context of the film, but let's just say he's not into Dungeons and Dragons. Then, you know, they've both been given this present and it turns out, you know, okay, Ian's magic, but actually both of them don't know what to do with it. Like it's, I, I don't think him having knowledge or the background knowledge is justification for him being like, do this, do this, do this, do that. Because you, you still need to, you know, not be a distraction, which Barley constantly is. Because part of the whole thing is, you know, you need to concentrate and you need to focus and Barley never lets Ian do that. And I think, you know, the argument, oh, he's not very confident or whatever. That is, you know, fair because he's not. But Barley's also just incessantly going on and on and on and i don't know i just find that 
that's not the worst thing about him honestly like it's not it's not like a deal breaker for me but it's just he doesn't really let ian try to and then fail it's just a constant yeah but see the thing is this spells a one-time only thing and barley knows that Mm. so i wouldn't trust my younger brother who's never used the staff and is clearly struggling to just like keep failing at it because that's my one chance to see my dad but the other thing I would say is that Barley Barley tried multiple times prior to Ian trying and couldn't do anything with it at all. I know, but like the 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 point in that spell is he he needs the strength of him to hold him up to do it because they do that at the oh, end. they I do know. it again at the end. I know, but it's analogous to like you know, um, I didn't let me try and think. It's an exa- it's analogous to someone who doesn't work in SEO coming to you and telling you how to do SEO or why don't you try this? It's just like well, you know. You get good at it, and then <laughs> yeah. But he, but if the person had studied SEO for years, <laughs> I would listen to them. Yeah, he studied it, but like he knows the theory behind it, but he can't put it into practice. And I suppose that's the yeah. But I don't know if that works, isn't it? Because there'd be no reason for you to, <laughs> to know the theory of SEO and not do it. That'd be a weird one. Well, I'm, I mean, arguably, there's no reason for him to know the the theory to. To Dungeons and Dragons. Or no, whatever, well, there as, is as a reason for it. It's um, like it's his it's his hobby. I get that, and I well, get it's that connecting it him to his with... dad. That's why he do- does it because his dad was into <sighs> it. Yeah, there's that, I suppose, and there's also his kind of like you know he likes to go out and save these historical kind of landmarks and stuff because he talks about not wanting to lose elements of the town. Like they don't, he wasn't want them to destroy the past and things like that which is you know not necessarily the worst person uh, personality trait ever either like i kind of get that but uh, yeah i i think to be honest i think there's probably elements of of truth to what we're both saying but i think we just come at it from different angles <laughs> yeah, i think no i think it depends on your own like how you how you connect with the characters to be honest yeah that's probably fair um, um because even even the centaur dad gets a bad rep and he's not that bad (sighs) he's not but i'm i struggle a bit with him because i don't think he's an overly likable character like see the thing is he he means well and he's obviously not their real dad so you know there's a bit of a uh kind of a, a how would you put this i think kids generally speaking kind of struggle to accept when their parents have someone new in their lives like that so i I don't think it was necessarily unfair for them to like you know not accept him straight away but there's not really a redemption arc for him as such because part of me was thinking the first time i watched this all right so um what's his name officer colt isn't it Mm -hmm. so colt kind of is introduced as this uh old-timey dad's joke-making character, like, you know, working hard or hardly working, ha-ha. And I kind of thought maybe he's going to end up helping them towards the end. And what actually happens instead is that he kind of ends up hindering them and uh, not really being of any help at all. And towards the end, like, it's kind of implied that, you know, he sticks around with the mom and stuff and they kind of accept him and stuff. But he's not a positive force in the film. Like, I don't think he plays an overly positive role um, no, other than, a... you know, being used as a disguise at one point. Yeah. But I don't I don't know that he adds an awful lot, honestly. No, but I think that's because we mostly see it through. I think if we saw the story through the mum's eyes of her meeting him and stuff, it maybe, mm. that's what I'm saying, that's how we see the characters is through, we're seeing them, it's kind of like an unreliable narrator almost, like how we're viewing the character relationships. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't I like him so. either, <laughs> to be fair. Um, yeah. He says, when when the police officers say, oh, Barley the fuck up, you know, and all that, and I'm like, oh, that mm. kind of shows that he's bitched about his kids at work, well, stepkids at work, and that just makes him, oh, skeeving. See, I didn't think that. I, I thought they knew about that because he'd been, like, taken down from chaining himself to the fountain and stuff oh, like maybe, that. Yeah. I just assumed that, that he was known for doing stuff like that because it's also implied that's... It's implied that he did that recently, but it's suggested that's not the first time he's done that. Like, it's apparently mm-hmm. been a consistent thing. So he's known kind of town-wide for doing that. And his mum also makes a comment about, God, this is the longest gap year ever, which I kind of suggests that, yeah. he's finished. Yeah, he's finished school, but isn't working or doing anything else on the side. And it's kind of like, 
<sighs> at that point, you know, people do start to judge a bit. Yeah, I think the thing that I took from that was the fact that, that this is a person who's not been allowed to grieve their dad ever. And he's still mm. got guilt over the last encounter with them and he's just mostly as you said earlier been focused on raising his brother helping to raise his brother Mm -hmm. so he has issues i mean like he obviously like he obviously cares about ian like i thought their interactions like the the morning that ian comes downstairs and he's just like happy birthday and i'm going to knight you and make you a man blah 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 Mm. i thought right you know it's kind of like geek cute in in a way like the way they interact with each other is very sweet um, for the most part. But he's part. angsty over um, his hoodie. But he is, yeah. Well, which I kind of get is what kind of get. Yeah. Um, it's it's difficult like, it's because... It's an accident, but I get being sad about it, but... Yeah. Um, I like that they don't anyway, overreact they... in this, actually, just before we move on. I like that no one <laughs> overreacts. They're all kind of like, you know, you always expect someone to storm off when the hoodie gets ripped, or you expect someone to storm off when the brother can do the magic and the other can't, you know? But they don't. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. Like, the hoodie gets ripped and he's totally like, well, it's fine, I'll fix it later. Yeah. And he just goes off and he fixes it later. He does, he sews it. And it's just yeah. like, well, you know, that's quite a nice... Re- it's quite refreshing to not see, like, a tantrum going on and, yeah. or something like that. Because as There's you say, no like, that's such an easy... Yeah, no, there wasn't really. Um, the Anyway, they, they managed to bring their, their dad back in the form of, you know, his, um, his body from the waist down. So they managed to communicate briefly with the the kind of the um da, 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 yeah he used to drum in his feet that, and that was a thing he did as a baby yeah so they managed to communicate with him that way but because he's not going to ears or anything he's not able to actually hear them so they can't talk to him and they basically they end up kind of dragging him along like a dog for the most part they've got him tied on yeah. but you know what despite that he's still a weirdly like entertaining character like he's still a character just even though he's just legs yeah it is it's impressive how they managed to do that like i suppose and i suppose even just when they um they put this kind of fake top half on him um quite early on and he's walking around like just like a drunk for the most part with his top (laughs) half flopping around and there's something quite funny about that like but it's a reminds me of baymax in many ways yes yeah i was thinking that as well like it's a surprisingly kind of um interesting character for just being a pair of legs but um the the overall kind of plot anyway is that they've got 24 hours in order to try and bring the rest of their dad back before he disappears at sunset the next day and so that kind of inspires the quest as a whole and from there um they end up going to um they use kind of barley's knowledge of the game that he plays to set them off on where to go first and so they take the van, which is called Guinevere, which I don't know, is quite funny, <laughs> and um, go to the Manticore's Tavern, which has basically become kind of like a family fantasy themed restaurant. And this, this Manticore is there trying to like hand over um, kiddie maps and, and set up karaoke. And there's just all sorts of things going on. And um, yeah, it's it's quite a fun scene. Um, especially when she has her, like, her breakdown. <laughs> just, um, yeah. I like the idea as well that the real map, she's just like, oh yeah, there is a real map and it's over there and it's on display. Like, yeah. it's just sort of a... She tries to pan, uh, pass them off with like one of their, their um, t- um, placemats first and then she's like, they're all the real maps on the wall and there's a bit of a kerfuffle trying to get that and they accidentally destroy it in the end. But the placemat um, does actually have a good clue on it. <laughs> so yeah so they use that to kind of set off on their way um meanwhile the mum has noticed they're missing and she's actually a good character like she's not she doesn't just stay at home and cry she actually goes off and tries to find them like i'm so impressed with the mum this is the best pixar mum ever i think yes yeah i think so like she's actually kind of engaged and worried about her kids which is i mean not that the ones that don't go out aren't worried but it's nice seeing one kind of actively you know looking and being quite um and successful in doing using, so like she's actually managing it. yeah using and some she does help in the end. yeah she um tra- she manages to find the manticore um who um she she kind of kidnaps from the police um <laughs> but mm-hmm. she's kind of sneaks her away in the back of her van and then they end up going to a 
to a pawn shop to try and get back a sword that the manticore had <laughs> sold for tax reasons. <laughs> um, and then they end up stealing that. Um, I love the way that that's done as well, because the woman that owns the pawn shop is so, she's just so unreasonable. And um, it's partially because uh, the manticore ran her mouth about it being valuable. Like she was going to sell it to them for $10. And then for some reason, the Nanticore is just like, oh, my, my precious expensive sword, one of a kind or whatever. And so the woman owns the shop ups it to like 10,000. And then the Nanticore just stabs her with her scorpion tail <laughs> and poisons her. But it's done so quick. And like just the look on the mom's face and then they just take the sword and run. And just like, I really like that scene a lot. The, the mom my... and the Nanticore scenes are great. I really enjoy they them. They are. It's a it's a fun pairing. Um, mm-hmm. I could watch a whole series of them just going around. To be honest, yeah. Um, I was less keen, I have to say, on the motorcycle gang of pixies. Yeah, um, I think they're my least like, favorite part. Yeah, I think I I think so. They didn't really add much as far as I was concerned. No, they just like, kind of enforced the fact that people had gotten lazy and forgotten how to do magic, like their own special, unique supernatural stuff. I I think they were useful for that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of them being kind of, you know, aggressive and just as characters, they're obviously unlikable. Um, mm-hmm. But it would have been nice to see more of like the other characters also in using magic, uh, not using magic. I mean, we kind of got a little bit that of that with Colt because he can't run. Um, yeah. He can't he can't run like um, Barley's Barley says, oh, Centaur's used to run at 70 miles per hour. And Colt's like, well, I've got a car. So, yeah. you I? know, it. Yeah, exactly. Why would I be running? I've got a car. So it's implied there, but it would have been nice for more for more stuff like that. And I feel like a little bit too much time was devoted to the Pixies. Um, I, yeah. I suppose it, it allowed for a little bit of time for, for Barley to be shrunk accidentally when they're trying to fill up their, um, their van with fuel, which, again, I'm not really wild about that. Like, they had a bit of a... a bit of a bickering back and forth about that and you know i don't need your help and okay fine and he picks him up and puts him in his pocket because it's quicker and it's just i don't know it wasn't hugely wild about all of that um really well i just followed the bit where he where where he admitted though that he thought his brother was a fuck up so that's where that tension came from that was a harsh yeah but did you know that that scene got them banned in um kuwait Qatar and uh, Saudi Arabia for one line got the entire film yeah. banned from like a from like a sub character. Yeah, because because she says she's a lesbian that got the entire film banned. Hmm. Insanity. Is it like a one line? It got, yeah, it got rewritten or the line got rewritten for like Russia and Poland as well. It was, so yeah. it's like you know I don't see. I'm not necessarily on my high horse about stuff like that like i think you know as a line i don't particularly think it's that important like i it's not a hill i would die on being like right fine don't like we're not changing it so don't just don't but no, they, they like, clearly were willing to change it though it's just the countries didn't want them oh, to the, they were for some places they were happy to change it um which is you know fine so like i'm i don't know like i just i i personally don't care about that hugely i know it's a big deal for some people and you know but it's it's not you know a hill i'm going to die on on that front i think it's stupid to to ban it for i think i think it's ridiculous to ban a film over a single line and that's just a daft thing to do like you can't you can't like like there's no way you can stop all lgbt media getting into your country and it's just 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 stupid to ban an entire kids film over it I think it is something that a lot of these companies kind of have to keep in mind, though, when they're marketing worldwide like this. Like, they obviously were prepared to have the line rewritten for certain segments of the world. So they were kind of going... Well, actually, it was rewritten... Rewritten? (laughs) Rewritten. Jonathan was. It was rewritten kind of after there was kind of a a reason for it. So it's like originally it was going to be as it was, and then it was kind of rewritten for certain markets based on how their censors we're interpreting it is my understanding so i feel like it's probably quite a, an american centric or a like a european centric kind of presumption that we can talk about lesbians and the world's going to be okay with it and it's like probably not in reality and I know, so that's crap I, f- I just i don't i feel like you shouldn't stop doing that just because of that though just i would just accept that you're not going to have the film go to those countries 
Yeah, but I think I I agree, but I think it's I think it's considerations that have to be or will be thought about in future as a result of this. I don't Especially know that it since will. they I think... made a loss on this. Like I don't. I don't. Know, like, but I, I don't think don't it made that... a loss because of. Like, I don't think. No, so... but like I mean, just because there are countries it didn't go to, I'm not saying that's that's contributed to the loss as such because it's mostly COVID that did it, obviously. Yeah. But because it didn't break even, like I don't know, like five million from one of those countries would have you know helped. And to outright get a banned for that. Yeah, I don't. I don't honestly think they will do it, though. I don't think they'll. They will. Um, we'll see, though. We can keep an eye on it. It'll be interesting to see. But I think they will keep sliding, sliding bits and bobs in, and just going, oh well, because that's also the American way. That yeah, well that's true as well. That scene though is really interesting, just in the way it's set up, because they've used magic to disguise themselves as cults, and I f- I forget the way it's it's characterized. It's something like. Um, I know um, the spell only lasts for as long as you tell the truth. So yeah, if, you if you tell, tell a, lie, a lie, it starts wearing it, off. Yeah. Um, which is really like a great way of doing it because uh, Ian's kind of put in a, a crappy position suddenly. He's got to either tell the truth that he thinks his brother is a bit of a, a, a messer or... He's got to lie and have the spell kind of undone. And it does a little bit. Because mm-hmm. he says something like, Oh, I don't think he's a <laughs> I don't think he's just grew up and then his leg transforms into his own leg. So mm-hmm. it's like it's really, really well done because you can feel the tension there, just like in in a really weird way that I wouldn't have thought was possible with a film like this. But like it is really super tense because it's played off in a cartoony way, but you realize that, you know there's the potential there for some serious damage between their relationship to be done if they don't mm-hmm. get out of that situation really really quickly it is really tense yeah but again it's um, not again it's not overblown because i think again maybe other places would have taken this and gone with a big dramatic split up scene a big fight but in this one it is like they do they are up he is upset about it but it's not and they do have that then that fight when he's shrunk and then he's just put in his pocket but they don't dwell on it that much which is good. Yeah. Well, it's because of the dad dancing to the vibrations in the car. It kind of yeah. stops them fighting a little bit. But which really is kind of scene. cute. I like it that is, scene a lot. Um, and it kind of shows that the fight itself's a bit stupid because something like that was able to diffuse it really easily, which is mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, and I think, as you say, it's nice that one didn't storm off and do all that sort of thing. Kind of like Shrek did. Like you have Shrek storming off and Fiona kind of also storming off and um, when they have their minor disagreement with yeah. their misunderstanding as it were. And it's just, you know, I don't like to see adult characters doing that for if, for no other reason than, you know, if you can't talk to people about what's going on or if you can't have an adult conversation, then you've got no hope. And yeah. you've got these kind of younger characters who are meant to be, well, they're teenagers. So, um... And they can do a, a pretty good job of it. So I can't shows you a healthy I don't get it. Way. No, that's <laughs> yes, what you should exactly. do. That's what you're meant to do. Like instead of this throwing away thing, if you want to be a functional adult, and this is for mm-hmm. teens, listen up. <laughs> listen up to your auntie yep. Sammy. You need yep. to have the fight and then move on. It's over. It's over. You can yeah. still be friends. You can have a disagreement. And then you can just, you don't need to storm off. You can just go, okay, let's do something else now. And move past mm-hmm. it and not go back to it weeks or days or years later it's done mm-hmm. it's over with yeah yeah i mean find something else like, to fight on yeah like find you know yeah find something else to fight about or or even like you know you can you can have really heated conversations that are still healthy like it doesn't yeah, have we've to had some a, we've had we had yeah. one on the bloody platform podcast <laughs> yeah no i know like we we do frequently but like um it's not like it's the end of the world and to be honest like if you if you don't fight with people there's something kind of unhealthy about that as well you don't have a relationship if you can't say stuff and then like you don't trust them that's it yes exactly it's if you don't trust someone to stay with you even if you disagree with them like you don't have a stable relationship you're you're you're, i don't know that just seems no really you can't be comfortable with someone like that but like it'll it'll come out some other way as well and like things build up and build up and eventually it'll just blow out in a really horrible way yeah. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> worse have... than someone storming off like it'll just be like absolutely disastrous so it's better to oh yeah um, i've had that happen not... too 
Yeah. Not that you and me have ever had like a total disastrous. No, argument. no, because we we have our small bickerings. Like we'll have like small. Like, like we had there where we argued where we kind of argued about which brother was better like that's our kind yeah. of argument and it's not really yeah. a, a tense it's not a, a personal attack on either of us to, which, you know which is how an argument should be it should be about how the thing you're talking dare you about. prefer barley to ian <laughs> <laughs> how yeah, dare what, you sam <laughs> that's what arguments should be and i feel like people have lost that it's meant to be about the content of what you're talking about and then you move on because it's not like worth actually damaging relationship over no and i mean like, if it's stuff that you can revisit, sometimes you'll have a good giggle about it. Because, yeah. you know, depending on what it is and depending on how much time has passed, you know, people people change constantly and something that's serious one week might not be the next or even longer than that. Like, something that's serious one year might not be. And, yeah. you know, people, people lose the fucks to give as well. And if you can, like, laugh at an argument that you had a couple of years ago, then, you know, yeah. all the better for it. But... I don't think we've ever had again. That being said, I don't think we've ever had an argument. It's that noble, to be honest. We just like well, yeah, that's that's why I was thinking. Like, I think not that this is related to this, but like probably the worst that we had was probably in first year of uni during like the the independence referendum. referendum. Yeah, but like I think I think to a huge extent. Well, from my point of view, that wasn't so much to do with you, as it was to do with the fact that well almost everyone in scotland was inundated with nothing but that for quite a prolonged period of time and i think i know i know people that fell out with their families over that and like there was some real disastrous kind of things gone on and i think what we well from what i remember like i think like i personally gave myself a bit of space but like you know you give each other some space and then you move on and i remember you were really gracious you were so gracious about that, I have to say, because we were on complete opposite sides of what we thought was best at the time. And not only did you not rub my face in it, which I don't think you're the type to do that anyway, but like, you know, you just didn't bring it up or whatever. And it was just like, that's, to be honest, in that situation, that's exactly what needed to happen because, yeah. you know, there was a lot of people who were really kind of upset. People were passionate. Like, I, 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 people were really passionate about the yes vote and while Mm. i didn't think it was a good idea and that may or may not have changed now my thoughts on that um i I don't i think you're a really malicious person if you go no 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 like why would you do that like because i voted what Mm. i thought was best and you voted what you thought was best and i think that's Mm -hmm. that's good that's i don't want to discourage that like yeah no you don't want a friend that's like like an echo chamber you you want to people that do disagree with you because i I went from like thinking this is the worst thing ever to like I would listen to what you were saying and I'm like yeah I can see why you would vote yeah you mm. know whereas I think yeah. other people were just like just so convinced that the other side was just full of nonsense and totally wrong which kind of <laughs> relates evil. back to this yeah yeah they thought they were yeah it was like <laughs> villains it was like good versus evil but it's like nah it's just people's own life and how they experience stuff influences mm-hmm. what they think is right at the time yeah and like, I, it's funny because that was, <laughs> it's wild that that was like, what, seven years ago? Almost eight years ago? Almost I eight think. years ago. Yeah. Almost eight years ago. But that's yeah. the thing. If you can survive a fight like that, which again, we make it sound way worse than it was. It wasn't really. We had like a couple debates and we did disagree, but for the most part, we just didn't talk about it. That's how you should do it. If you If you disagree that much yeah just don't talk about it that much and that wasn't even restricted to us like i think because that was such a big thing i found that you know what we did i did with our people as well like Mm -hmm. um just had a bit of space from it and then just didn't bring it up so much if possible yeah Um, like don't don't again don't like change your own values and never ever talk about it like thingy but it's just if if i saw you posting a thing about the yes vote i wouldn't like go and argue with it i would just read it accept it and move on like scroll by yeah yeah it's not like, like don't i think post that's that because the wor- the worst is when you have someone like oh god i don't have him on there anymore but there was there was this guy that i had on facebook uh, a while back and every time i posted something let's i believed in i could guarantee he'd be there to comment on it and tell me exactly why i'm wrong mm-hmm. and it's just like that's not you know i don't need your opinion like <laughs> no, oh. I, I, don't, I don't want to be that person but this is my page i'm not after your feedback i'm just putting yeah. my thoughts out there yeah, and no, not that's... only that sir you're wrong so fuck off 
<laughs> no, that no, no, that is a really good point. Though. I don't think if you're posting a thing on Facebook, I feel like that's you just saying you're you're not saying debate with me. You're saying here is my thoughts. Yeah. The difference is on a, like if you're commenting on a newspaper thing or if you're commenting yeah. on a article. Sure, then that's you opening for debate. But I think if you're just posting yeah. a thing on your Facebook, you're not asking inviting people to come and disagree <laughs> with you. Those are so funny when you get like the like the fucking fifty year olds who are like, I'm entitled to my opinion. It's like, yeah, you are, but you're still wrong. Like <laughs> you're not entitled to your own facts though, love. Like yeah. you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, everyone can have an opinion, but not everyone's right. Like Yeah, it's you know, that that translates to don't you dare challenge me, which to be fair, in certain circumstances I can relate with. But like in a, when you're commenting on like a newspaper, as you say, no, that that, that is an open forum at that point. So no. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, but just to get back to this has been a fun little ramble, but just to get back it to related onward, vaguely. Like, they, <laughs> it did really vaguely. Um, staying in, sorry guys. <laughs> they um they get back in their van and travel on their way and they have a little bit of a discussion because Bailey uh Barley even Bailey. Why, why did I say Bailey? Barley is Bailey's convinced nice that that up to Bailey this Lightfoot. point, yeah. Bailey Lightfoot. Um Barley's saying, like, up to this point in their quest, Ian hasn't let him do and uh, make any of the choices. He's kind of poo-pooed all his, all his suggestions. Which, to be fair, this one I do think, like, why would you go on the perilous road when you have the motorway yeah. going through? <laughs> I know. I guess it like, turns out to be right. To be fair, it does turn out to be right, which is a little bit frustrating because I, I kind of. I wanted it to be wrong so that Barley could grow a bit, but then it turned out that he was right. And so <laughs> it's like, right, okay, well, fine. I'll I'll take a loss on this one. Um, they end up having to use magic to cross a massive gorge. Um, well, it's um, it's a, an infinite, what, how do you, a bottomless pit, basically. Yeah. Um, I was, I was going to say an, an infinite freefall. Like, what, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, but that's not what you call it. It's a bottomless pit. <laughs> Um, although I, sh- I, I like petition to co- p- petition to rename bottomless pits as infinite free falls. Like, <laughs> That's pretty, um, yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm down we for should. that. Um, and uh, so he uses magic to create kind of a bridge of invisibility, and then this kind of allows for some character growth with Ian finding some self confidence after he gets halfway across, and the rope that he thinks is there as a safety net loosens and falls off. And Barley, to his credit doesn't make a big deal out of it because he's sensible enough to know No, but he's almost in tears. It's such a cute, like, such a cool scene. It's like, I don't yeah. know, just so... Because he thinks, because he knows if his brother stops comp- concentrating on doing it, yeah. he's, he's dead. That's him. Bye. Kaput. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I think that's that's the point at which he does kind of, you know, he's not telling him, well, he's, he's telling him to keep going, but he's not telling him, you know, what to do and whatnot. He's letting him get on with it and he's letting him go because he, well, he knows he's got to and he's doing well up to this point. But Yeah, but then he um, looks back for one second and plummets. I know. Like, Jesus. Like, that's, uh, that is quite, a, that's another quite tense bit, like, surprisingly yeah. tense, um, I thought. But, um, I but really I like got that he doesn't get mad as well. Like yeah, he no. Throw his fit over the rope falling off because he's not like, oh, that's your fault. He's like, he's just like, that- oh, God, how long was that off? <laughs> That was that was another bit I was kind of expecting some kind of hissy fit and like yeah. you almost like it would have fit for most stories there would have been some kind of yeah the lack of hissy there. fits in this film um, great. yeah so he doesn't have a hissy fit but he does like have a, a look of absolute horror on his face which is quite funny like I actually like the horrified expressions in this film like their eyes just go really kind of like uh, but like it's 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 even cartoonier than it already is but it it works for whatever reason. Um, I suppose just to try and skip ahead, like a little bit, like, so anyway, they, they've made it across the bridge and this results, um, in Colt catching up to them at this point. And so they, they end up, uh, Ian, uh, who had previously been scared to drive, suddenly just takes the van, drives, and there's just this massive police chase. They're being followed by multiple police cars, uh, over the desert. Um, and they're following these crows pointing the way on the quest and- Ravens. Um, Ravens, crows. sorry. Crows. Ravens point yeah. crows points this. Pirates. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they, ma- they make their way along and there's some kind of... Uh, it's not he really... He sacrifices Indian- his van as well. That's kind of some character growth. Yes, that is actually. The, the van gets sacrificed in order to knock the, the um, boulders down so that the police stop chasing them. 
Um, and they end up going into... It's not really, like, a Temple of Doom type thing, but they do end up kind of going into an underground passage with, like, a booby trap, as it were, to get out of. They almost mm. drown. Um, but they're saved by the fact that their dad doesn't have a torso and therefore doesn't need to breathe. So he uh, manages to step on a stone, which then releases an airway for them to climb out of. I don't understand how they managed to get their dad back up, I have to say. Like, they just kind of let him sink like a stone to find yeah. the... And then the next, it cuts to them kind of all popping up above the water. And you're like... He has right, a well, leash. Um, okay. They pull the well, leash, apparently. But yeah, I, like, the I, brothers must be very strong. Yeah, we'll just go with that. Like, we'll not question <laughs> questioning the the um, reality of this like fantasy film fantasy about elves. Film. It's not it's not very likely. He could have used a well. levitation spell. I suppose so. There's all sorts of things that he could have done. Right. Mm. Well, uh, so they get out, and uh, the sun is setting, and they realize that they're actually in front of the school from the start of the film. They've they've traveled this. They've had this magical adventure to end up right back at the start, basically. Um, and so they think that, you know, something's gone wrong. We've only got a couple of hours left with dad and Ian's convinced that Barley's ruined it. So he's going to spend some hours with his legs, the last remaining hours of his legs before he's gone forever. Yeah. Um, and then That's it turns such out... such a funny way of phrasing that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out that the fountain which Barley had tried to save earlier in the film is home to the gem that they are looking for. Um and so it's a nice kind of um, full circle moment for kind of Barley's weird, I say weird, Barley's attempts at preserving the history of, of the town that they're in um, actually come to some kind of relevance, which is kind of nice. Um, and uh, on removing the stone, a dragon is created. <laughs> I love the dragon's cartoon face, I have to Me say. Me too, and its eyebrows. Like, <laughs> yeah so it's made of it's made of bits of stone and things but the the face um uh it, it ripped the face off of the mascot like the mascot mm-hmm. is a cartoon dragon and so you've got this kind of terrifying is the wrong word but let's just go with terrifying like dragon-like form within a really happy cartoon face kind of um, like galaxy quest like dragon like stone of- monster yeah and then there's like cartoon dragon face and it got little rocky eyebrows that pops yeah out the the eyebrows falling down were so funny i laughed at that yeah. i remember, i laughed at that both times i've seen this film like it's just <laughs> it's just so funny it goes from quite happy to like oh and then um uh yeah so it then becomes a kind of a a battle where um the mum who is uh, what's her actual name oh she's called laurel so Laurel and the Manticore uh, catch up to Ian and Barley at this point. And um, we didn't mention it earlier, but uh, one of the mum's character points earlier in the film is that she does this kind of warrior training video exercise. And it's just one of these like keep fit mummy video type things, but she takes it very seriously. Um, and then of course, like there's the whole thing, I am the warrior and like, okay, great. Um, but then she is the warrior. She comes in and basically slays the dragon at the end because mom's rule i guess yeah and um um the manticore hurts her back from flying as well which is kind of like i felt that when you hear, when you hear her ba- when you hear her back like grinding and clicking like i have a history of back problems god i feel so bad for that character <laughs> the, the sound effects are so horrible but um anyway <laughs> that's just a minor thing um the long story short there's a fight with the dragon going on while they manage to barley and ian manage to complete the spell uh but um there's only a little bit of time left to spend with dad and uh ian gets stuck under rocks uh because he's given he, he sacrifices the his time with his dad to let his brother say bye because in late, earlier on when they're in the tunnel during one of the traps the brother says that uh well barley says I never got to say bye to dad because I was too scared to go in. So that's why he's always fearless. That's why he decides to do everything and just try everything yeah. because he never wants to be in that position again. Which I, I love that they included that that way. And I like that it was such a secret kind of, you know, oh, I only have three memories. Actually, I have four memories. And it's because mm-hmm. I you you do encounter people who live with this lifelong regret. They've had the opportunity to say goodbye to someone and they couldn't bring themselves to do it. And then it was too late. And mm-hmm. like, just that has to be so hard. Yeah, that must form a lot of your character. That. It explains a lot about him, actually. Just always, yeah, fearless. One, one is scared and one is fearless. So that's it. Like one is full yeah. of fear, and that's the two yeah. brothers. But and it explains totally. why. 
yes, one never one never got to know the dad and one missed his opportunity to yeah so you, we don't actually get to see the conversation in fact we don't even get to see the dad up close we see them from ian's perspective he's kind of yeah. stuck underneath this rubble in oh, the distance. But see, this is a part where i started bawling right on you go like, like i don't know i can't even tell you what happened i was just in floods it's like usually in pixar films i'm quite good at holding back the tears because i'm a manly man but in mm -hmm. this one i was just like so it was just so sad just seeing this uh, dude saying goodbye to his dad while the other brother's trapped behind rocks mm. and he's like desperately trying to climb up so you can get a glimpse of him and see what's yeah. happening it's just so and then, sad and they have a hug in the sunset and then he fades away mm. and it's just yeah <gasps> it's so sad yeah. it genuinely it got me got me good yeah and then when he uh, when um, barley comes down and says to ian you know um oh dad's proud <laughs> dad's proud of the guy you've become um and he told me to give you this and then he hugs ian it is it's like yeah. it's quite emotive like that's yeah, floods of two bastards yeah <laughs> they got you <laughs> yeah i was really embarrassed because i sat like i had my work open on the other pc and i had this next to me on the playstation and i was like i really hope my mum doesn't walk in <laughs> <laughs> Oh. But it's just, it's just, and he's like, oh, he's so proud of you. And it's, and then he's like, oh, it's because you made me like this. He's like, well, he said that too. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, it's nice. And then you've obviously got just at the end, all the, the, the photos of the dad and, and, and Barley and the mum being pregnant. And then, you know, Ian and Barley as, as younger kids with the mum yeah. and this nice family kind well, of. Well, there's a nice scene as well that we didn't, like when, when he's with the dad with his with his dad's legs Ian mm. he'll go for a list of things that he wanted to do with his dad and then it turns mm -hmm. out he's done all them things on that one journey with Barley anyway and well and he's been there his entire life so yeah it's also very cute like little yeah. flashback to stuff they've done it is like it's um it's a really nice well written thought out <laughs> thought out film and the, like the messaging and it's really lovely for the most part um and you know for all me kind of you know picking at barley earlier like i actually think they're really well written characters um mm -hmm. i i you know the the nitpicking's my own kind of personal gripe i wish they'd chosen someone but... younger to voice like i think chris pratt was a weird choice when you have tom holland who sounds so young and then you have like this grown-ass yeah. man voicing the other one and i'm like well they're meant to be kind of similar ages it's not like he was that much different see i I agree to an extent. I really like Chris Pratt and I really like how enthusiastic he plays Barley. Um, but I agree, like it probably should have been someone a bit younger because, or or not even that, but just someone with a slightly like less deep voice almost because yeah. it does, there's only meant to be a couple of years difference and they sound like a generation apart, which I suppose, yeah. I suppose you could add to like, you know, Barley's father figurey kind of ness. It's, it's just an I extra know, but layer. That, you don't, that's but, not a genetic change, the father figurey No, it's not. Uh, it's not. But like, it just, you know, for, for any, for any fickles who may be watching and haven't quite got it, it's like an extra yeah. kind of layer of whatever. But generally speaking, no, that obviously wouldn't apply. But um, yeah, so <laughs> we've just spent quite a while going through that but that's onward and um it deserved it though it did deserve it i've i've it's a shame it got it got nominated for a lot of different awards last and year it and have basically won some. basically won nothing um there's a couple that it won but like they're all at kind of you know dublin international film festival yeah like. sorry who, dublin. who cares who cares sorry but yeah. the people's choice awards who cares you know it's like there's no oscars there's no you know like there's nominations and, and things but not really anything substantial just lots of nominations and, and that's it um i think that's down to i think covid has done it so dirty yeah like it should it should see that academy award that soul got that should have been onwards yeah like soul was i like, agree yeah i i know why soul won it and you know why soul won it but i think onward should have got it like definitely yeah, I think so. Well, I, I think there's a few reasons why Soul won it. Like, it's definitely Soul feels a bit more grown up than this, mm -hmm. but I think that's to its detriment. Like, yeah. that's not necessarily a, a good thing. Um, no. Like, well, and so I say Soul that as someone because that likes it, Soul. like the messaging was so great for COVID. Yeah, you know, and this, I mean, yeah. Onward wasn't really that great for COVID because you know people are dying. <laughs> you don't really yeah. want to be reminded that people are dying, but. 
it's, I don't know. It's on, just... Onwards a total escape, whereas Soul kind of makes you reflect on yourself a bit. Yeah. I thought... And honestly, like, I'd rather have the escape. I, I reflect on myself enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. To an obsessive well, degree. Yeah, I agree. I like, and if you like, you know, if you want to film about a couple of elves and a manticore, and you know, the warrior mum and their journey to to bring their their dad's torso back to life, then you know, this is <laughs> like it's really, really good fun, and I really think more people kind of need to see this because it's it's just as we say, it's kind of gone under the radar for the most part. Well, as far as I can yeah. see, it's gone under the radar, and I really oh, it's on. Di- it's on Disney Plus. Go and watch it. Like it's there now. You can, if you've got Disney Plus, get it watched. I don't think we There's got the much. UK got it in the cinema. Even I don't think we had it at all in cinema. That that would explain um, a big part of the reason why I wasn't aware of it being there then. Because I, I I a lot of the, I was aware of it um, kind of in development, but I just assumed it wasn't out. And then suddenly they're like, oh, straight to Disney Plus. So like, right, okay, yeah. well, okay, but such a shame. Yeah. COVID. It's the one film I'd say that has actually been screwed by covid i i think just like because we've we spent quite a lot of time on on the plot and stuff it's maybe not worth going too much detail into anything else but i would just say i liked a lot of the the music on in the background as well i don't really have any specific comments to say on no, any nice of it stuff. as such but i it fit really well like i thought mm-hmm. that i thought the soundtrack in the background worked really well Especially i like the during cast. the sad bits the sad bits the, the song the music's really good yeah, I agree. Um, I like the cast overall. I think yeah. everyone's kind of, uh, everyone plays their roles really well. Um, yeah. No one's famous, lot... too famous that you don't get into it. You know how sometimes when you hear a voice and you're like, oh God, that's that person. Tom Holland yeah. almost has that for the most part. It's fine, you know. See, this is me being a bad film student. Like I know the name Tom Holland and I, I sus- is he Spider-Man? Is yeah. he the new Spider-Man? Yeah, so I know yeah. I know him for that, but I haven't actually watched any of them. So yeah. like he is another one of these really well-known actors that i know nothing about um so that doesn't do that for me i have to say it like I've, oh, no, but it, it almost but, does but it doesn't like, yeah it's a good enough film that you feel well, like that's fine that's that's more to, due to me living under a rock than anything but uh like tracy allman voices the the pawn shop owner and she's more famous to me than tom holland is although obviously that's not true Who's in reality that? tracy allman oh, the artist um, she used to have like a, a show back in the 90s. She does impressions and all that sort of thing. In fact, she does an impression of like Nicola Sturgeon and um, a few other people. Like she's kind of like a impressionist kind of, um, I don't know what you'd say. She, I know her name, but I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you a single thing she's done. Yeah, no, she's, well, she's, I don't think she's done anything huge where she's been like, that's probably a lie, actually. I retract that. I don't know, I don't know enough either. But (laughs) anyway, in my head, she's more famous than Tom Holland is, is my point. But I know that's not true in reality, like that, but that's just because I'm sheltered and live under a rock. So, um, you like what you like. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, to be, we probably need to leave that there. I've really enjoyed talking about this. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. watching it too. So yeah, we could talk about it for hours. Honestly, it's just a yeah, shame that we're trying not a... to uh, waffle too much. I don't think we have this time. I think we've been really no, we haven't. But like really, but we could. Shows, <laughs> we were so enthusiastic about this one. It's um, weird because I went and not expecting to like it at all. Yeah, some, that, sometimes that is the way though. Like when you go in thinking, oh. That was me with Galaxy Quest, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, this is you know, the same with me. Going in with low expectations, you, you come out really surprised sometimes. So yeah. hopefully yeah. you'll go back to it and watch it and still really enjoy it. Like hopefully you won't. Oh, no, definitely. You know, I think so. Like um, I'll watch this again. So like I thought I would, but I haven't. But this definitely. Yeah. I mean, I did watch Soul twice, but I'm not desperate to see it again anytime soon. I probably will watch that again at some point, but... Yeah, I prefer Onward over Soul. Mm-hmm. Possibly controversial. I don't care. I'm owning it. That's the hill I'm going to die on. So, oh, me too. So there's that. So next week we're going to we're going to um, embrace our Scottishness, or or however you want to put it, uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll be watching Braveheart, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like the the film itself is kind of such a meme at this point that yeah. it's, it's it plays at all the beginning of um Scottish football games and Claymore like when when Glasgow had a American football team it used to play at the beginning of that. 
Oh, I know. Oh, the, the Claymore is. Yeah, I, my yeah. dad likes American football. I've been to see them, or I, I had oh, we been to see them. Oh, we were both there then. Oh, how strange. Yeah. How funny. That, oh, right. Interesting. Did you get like the little whirly clicker things? One yes. of those. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I've, we've got one of those back at Selkirk as ever. How oh. funny that we've both done that. Like, that's <laughs> no, such a we relic of the. Yeah, my uncle used to go and used to be like that big fair at the beginning and it had like the big <gasps> mascots and it had the tunnels and the bull and all that. And I remember you, the... you, you got like the um, the bit of elastic strapped around your waist and you could run and see how far you could yes. go before it pulled you back. The yes, oh my thing. God. Yeah, and oh God, it was so... And do you remember like they would have like the cheerleaders on the stage in the middle and they'd throw like, like free drinks out to people and stuff like yes. that. Yeah, yeah. cheerleaders is oh, what funny. I was watching mostly because I didn't know what was happening in the football game. <laughs> no, like that's that's the funny thing is like I went to these. Oh, they had that. Do you remember the mascot as well? There was like, yes. was it a big bear or something? I can't remember. It, I think it was a bear and it had like the American football helmet on, didn't it? I think so. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but I remember it always looked really sad whenever the other team scored. <laughs> it did look like. I don't know what it's called, but like, I part of me wants to say Clyde. Cause I feel like every Scottish thing is called Clyde. Yeah. Anyway, Braveheart next week. Um, <laughs> so come back for that um and uh we'll um go through <laughs> go go for that then so bye for now <laughs> <laughs>